welcome to the NCETM podcast with me, Gwen Trezida, NCETM Communications Manager. Our podcast has been reflecting the lives of teachers of maths over the past year as they've adapted to the continuously changing demands of the pandemic. Now, in February 2021, schools are once more closed to most children and teachers have really upped their game in provision for children learning remotely. In the last episode, I spoke to a secondary teacher and a sixth form teacher about their experiences of remote teaching. But I'm sure that the issues are very different with younger children. So today I've invited a primary teacher to join me to explore how her school is providing maths lessons for pupils. She is Steph Elliott and she's maths lead and year six teacher at a one form entry school in central Newcastle. Hi Steph. Hi. Hello. So um, I, I wonder if you'd like to just talk us through, well is there such thing as a typical week yet? I don't know. Maybe you could just talk us through last week and give us an idea of what your week looks like. Um, so we in my school, each class has at least four half hour live lessons a week. And then obviously government guidelines say that we have to provide X, Y, Z, however much time of learning every week. So we are using Teams as our online platform and teachers upload the work by nine o'clock every morning. And then throughout the day, there are staggered live lessons we start with nursery first and then my class being the oldest we have our live lesson on at half past one monday tuesday wednesday friday um and the children know and actually we've had great engagement with both the work that we've set and with live lessons and i think the teachers definitely benefit from the live lessons because we get to right. see the children yeah uh, we acknowledge that the kind of the catchment area of our school isn't necessarily the most affluent so we realized that actually a timetable of live events is going to be more beneficial for our families and it would mean that we've got more engagement and live lessons because lots of our families either only have one device to share amongst all of the people all of the children in their family or they don't necessarily have access to a device to share um, so we had to think quite strategically about how we plan our live lessons to ensure that right. we get the highest engagement that we can to essentially keep our children going because it's not it's not always easy. Whereas when you've got when you can engage with them in a live lesson, you can still see what they're up to. And as a year six teacher, how do you split those four live lessons in terms of subjects? How much of that is maths? Uh, so I try and do um, a, a live English lesson, a live maths lesson. Um, I've actually got a student teacher at the minute as well. Uh, so she she teaches one of the live lessons and she tends to do art because that's her speciality. So I always right. have a a, an, a math lesson. I always have an English lesson and we have a story time lesson as well. So tell us more about your, your maths live lessons. How does that differ in year six to, say, your key stage one children? It must be very yeah, so different. So we try and have some element of fluency some element of reasoning some element of problem solving in all math lessons across school and there's not like a set format that I ask teachers to follow but I ask that everyone tries to keep those three kind of strands of maths going when we first started live lessons I did a lot of arithmetic a lot of like trying just to get their brains going again and then now that we're in week four of live lessons I'm doing a lot more of the like the tricky maths the 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 reasoning the problem solving the things that you've got to think about and take time with not just right okay can you add together these less these numbers like yesterday I tried to do long division 
like in a live lesson and I got three minutes in and technology just wasn't on my side so I was like right we're just gonna scrap this and luckily I had a backup plan in mind just so that and I think that is as a remote teacher what you kind of have to now have is you always have to have something in like reserve in case something goes wrong so instead of doing long division we revised um short division with decimals with going into a decimal um because we'd just done that like four weeks ago yeah yeah but that must be really difficult because it must be difficult to know which bit of the technology is going to go wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's like I was doing it on teams and the whiteboard just wasn't wouldn't work half of my children could see it half of my children couldn't see it um and I would say dealing with the technology has definitely been the biggest hurdle to overcome whether I'm teaching my class or whether I'm just going to look at what someone else is doing just out of curiosity it is definitely the technology that has been the hardest right and is that part of what maybe what made you decide to do question answer question answer arithmetic to begin with it was just practicing (laughs) um and now that I know how to press buttons and I know how to make this happen and make this happen I'm definitely being more adventurous like I never would have tried to teach long division in my first week right right so uh, that was the other thing I was going to ask you is how does this compare to what you did in the first um school closures were you doing any live lessons then no we we have massively as a staff upped our game the first lockdown we were just posting things on school blog and posting things on our parent communication and it was more of if you want to be doing this please be doing this and we will look at it and we will mark it Whereas now it is more, here is the work, this is the expectations, this is what we expect you to be doing. And it is like we have all just had to completely like turn on our heads what we know about teaching and what we know about feedback and what we know about just being a teacher. Yeah. And also in in the midst of all that and in the midst of all that amazing steep learning curve also trying to keep hold of the pedagogy that you do know and that you are confident with and think about how to transmit that in a completely different way that must be difficult yeah and like there are so many brilliant resources out there that we do call in from like um we use a lot of white rose resources to support our maths teaching we use um lots of online manipulatives and we've created lots of powerpoints full of manipulatives and different representations of number and different representations of everything so that teachers have got a bank of things to go right i'm doing place value i need tens tens frames we have different representations kind of across school so people know that oh wait do i i need a tens frame there will be someone who's already made a powerpoint that's full of tens frames because they've just they've either found it online or they've just found something similar online and then adapted it and it is hard going from a classroom where I quite like manipulatives for my children to now I don't really have they don't have access to Numicon they don't have access to um, Unifix they don't have access to um, place value charts and like I can give them them online but it's very different playing with um, tens and ones online than it is creating it in front of you yeah really difficult to emulate that I imagine so um do you want to tell us about a a nice maths activity that you've had some success with in a live lesson 
Yeah, um, this is this was actually something that I I made kind of late to the trend. My children, since the beginning of the year, have been obsessed with Among Us, as I know, <laughs> like thousands of children across the world are. Um, so I just created a very basic PowerPoint template that just has like four different crewmates in each corner, and it was essentially an odd one out game. And it was like, right, okay, and every slide was a different thing for them to practice so it was like percentages of amounts then the next one was fractions of amounts then it was multiplication so yes it was essentially an arithmetic lesson but them just going it's the cyan one and this is why (laughs) like that was what I was bothered about I was bothered about why is three quarters of 20 the odd one out I, I wasn't I wasn't bothered about which Among Us character it was and like I put that on my blog because people um, well, thought it was incredible and I was like but it was just a little point <laughs> and every lesson now my children say miss we're going to do that Among Us lesson again <laughs> yeah okay I will just say to our listeners that um, I will put a link on the web page to your blog so that they can go and find that Among Us activity <laughs> because I'm sure they'll be clamouring for it now <laughs> those sort of dilemmas you have in the classroom about how to get everybody involved are they more difficult online have you have you managed to find some ways around that um yeah and we I find that we use as I say a lot of white rose videos to support whatever it is that is the learning for the day and that we set tasks on my maths which is a a website that we use and we use timesaber rockstars to try and get everyone as engaged as we can but we I would say the biggest hurdle that we have is when children don't understand they go to their parents to ask and sometimes the parents because methods have changed entirely words have changed entirely in maths like we use fancy we use the fancy words of maths like dividend and divisor and all those words and our parents will quite openly say well I, I don't know what those words mean I don't I don't know how to support them mm. um and that is one of the barriers we find and initially I wasn't doing any videos like of me modeling and I think that is now like three weeks, four weeks on something that I've reflected on and gone, actually, no, I need to be modelling because I would in the classroom. Mm, I wouldn't mm. just expect them to know. And that is like got out a, like a like a thing to hold my phone so that I can record. <laughs> I've got a whiteboard. I've got whiteboard pens. And there's a lot more modelling now from right. me than there was like week one, week two, because the children need it. They need to see what I, what I'm talking about. Right. And would you say that part of those videos then are for the parents as much as for the kids? Yeah. And I put out on on our parent communication, it would be great to watch this video with your child. And if you've got any questions, like we've got class email addresses, just email us and I'll try and explain the best that I can remotely. Um, But I would say to like any parent, it's always great to talk to your children, not just about maths, but about what whatever it is they're learning, because even when I was at school it's very different to how I have to teach maths. What about an activity that you might use for setting maths now when you're not doing it in the live lesson? Have you got a, a nice example of that? Um, one of the th- one of the other things that I made is a um, maths calendar Oh yeah. and it is one of my children's favourite thing to do. So every day of the month there's a different maths question um, and then the last day of the month is always the tricky question. And my children always do that one first. Always do the hard <laughs> question first. I'm like, I know, but it's the third. You need to do the third question. So, yeah, we send them out at the beginning of the month. And the children, in theory, is one of their little tasks of the day is to answer whatever the 
question of the day is and sometimes it's like what is a quarter add an eighth and quite simple but other days it's can you draw this can you explain this can you teach this to someone else um and they really embrace that because it might not be what that maths lesson is of the day but it'll be something that they can do because it is all just continuous revision so that when I, when we get to whenever we come back to school the children haven't entirely forgotten how to do xyz because they've had oh, maybe yeah. two questions doing it and they love it. The parents love it. <laughs> I know your calendars uh, are on your blog as well, because I think uh, we shared one on our Twitter account. So, you did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we'll, listeners will be able to find that there. Yeah. Um, and it's all free. I'm not, I don't charge for anything. Yeah, I've been really impressed, actually, by just the spirit of teachers sharing this, this uh, school closure period. There just seems to have been so much. So um, I was going to ask you about what what the biggest problems are with live lessons, but I think you've answered that really in terms of saying the technology. But I wonder if there's anything else that you think is really difficult teaching live. Initially, I would say it was teacher fear. Like right. even now, I get the jitters and I've been teaching live lessons now for four weeks. Even now, five minutes before a live lesson, I'm like, oh, I, I can't do it. <laughs> But, then, but, then <laughs> but yeah, like so initially it was definitely I don't want to speak for the whole teaching profession, but it was my lack of knowledge and lack of doing it that made me afraid. But I think now it is learning how to remotely make sure that everyone's catered for, which I don't know that I have cracked. I don't know that anyone knows that they've cracked it um, because in a half hour lesson you might get 10 of them who know exactly what they're doing 10 of them who are like eh, I think I know what I'm doing 10 of them who have missed the point entirely mm. and quite often like my live live lesson on a Monday will lead into the maths lesson the like maths lesson that they have to do work on on the Tuesday so if they've missed it on a Monday or if they haven't got it on a Monday that then impacts the Tuesday. But what would you say the advantages of of going online are? Are there any advantages over the real classroom and what are the advantages over just teaching um, asynchronously you know videos and setting work? I, I'm not not against remote teaching I think it's safer I think it's is it adding a lot to my workload? Absolutely. But it's the safest way at the minute. I will always be a classroom teacher uh, that I don't, I would not want to be like a remote teacher. Just and I need like the separation of my classroom and my home. Um, but I think it has really shown how resilient both teachers and their children can be. Mm. Like my my class just just embraced it and I know that there's every class is different and you're going to have some that struggle but I think children just generally across the land have shown how technologically literate they can be mm-hmm. without much guidance and it just shows that the, the importance of actually teaching the technology to the children not just going there you go <laughs> there's 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 a new way of learning yeah um, I think teachers have l- learned a lot, changed a lot, adapted a lot. Um, but like, I, I quite like it because it means that if 
you're going to have to not be in the classroom for whatever reason. You, that we now have a way that we are semi comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, now I also know that uh, Steph is quite a journaler. Is that <laughs> is that what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, I so I had a little bit of a sneaky look at her blog, and uh, she mentioned that in week three of live teaching, she also just went off to do some maths. CPD then. <laughs> what CPD were you doing and how on earth did you manage to doing, put that in? Um, early years, firm foundations through the Great North Maths Hub and I was doing the year five to year eight continuity through the Great North Maths Hub. Um, we last year started our mastery journey. So I am the mastery lead in my school along with one of my colleagues the courses that I was on the early years course and the year five to year eight one they were both really interesting and actually really beneficial as a really? maths lead and as yeah. a maths teacher and how much have they uh how much has the maths hub cpd how much does it talk about the situation we're in now and how how much is it adapted for that remote a situation a lot of the like a lot of the questions that we were asked were how has lockdown impacted your children how will it continue to impact your children how will it impact your implementation of these things so one of the tasks that we were given was to think about how could we implement a given lesson either remotely or to a group of children and my colleague and I have realized that we the content of the lesson knowing our children we we would have to do it with them physically so we would have to do it in the classroom mm. and that's not because it was too hard but because it was just a lot more talking in maths that I don't think you get the quality of chat remotely as you do in the classroom it's not as easy to kind of facilitate those maths conversations yeah. remotely right okay and um in terms of your headspace could you manage that could you manage to think in sort of deeply and professionally and and about uh, about sort of long-term math development when you were stressing about the next live lesson some 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 days no some days I don't have the headspace to think about anything but the next 10 minutes and then the 10 minutes after that um but other other days are better. Other days I can think more long term. And obviously being a leader, you're meant to be able to think long term. But I think with all of the changes that are coming, that might come, that might not come, mm. we don't know. Like, I don't know if there's a point, there's any point to putting something in place now that we're not going to need. Yeah. And I don't want to make more work for myself or for my colleagues that is going to not have a point. Yeah, yeah understood yeah but but you you still felt that you got something from going to oh, the yeah. CPD did you yeah, yeah it was the year five to eight one was really interesting because obviously there was teachers who teach primary and there was teachers who teach secondary right and the, all the breakout rooms had primaries and secondaries in them so we got I got as a primary teacher to talk to a secondary teacher and I think that is definitely one of the places that just as like a country we need to be better at we need to be better at these transition conversations between primaries and secondaries because this is a whole other realm that I could go into <laughs> but I think sometimes there's a disparity between where I'm expected to get them at the end of year six to then where they're expected at the beginning of year seven and yes there's mm -hmm. going to be some kind of dips because they've been off for six weeks but 
we don't always talk about right this is where they got to at the end of year six and this is where we want them to be at the end of at the beginning of year seven and I should say for all the listeners that the work group that Steph attended at Great North Maths Hub is replicated in Maths Hubs all across the country. And there are work groups where secondary and primary teachers are getting together and discussing what on earth's going on in each other's phases. <laughs> OK, thank you, Steph. It, it's been really, really good talking to you. You've um, you've really given me um, a, a much better picture of how some primary schools are catering for remote learning um, in maths this time around. But I also don't think there's any such thing as typical in this arena at the moment. So if anyone listening has got any different experiences that they'd like to share with us, please do get in touch. We're trying to reflect all the different ways that schools are providing remote learning. And we recognise that these vary hugely depending on circumstances. You can contact us by emailing info at ncetm.org.uk or by finding us on Twitter or Facebook. We also hope you'll find something in these interviews that you can use in your own lessons or something to make you think a little differently about some aspect of teaching maths. Goodbye.